0: Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at RealNerds on Instagram. You can also call us 720 6Nerds5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: Camera action! Well, a real nerd
0: knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd is but. Fa-
1: film! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take it outside.
0: nerd real nerd out all the guts. Come and shot. Real Welcome to another exciting episode of the best movie podcast on the internet. Real Nerds podcast. I am Ryan and I am joined with Brad. Hey Brad, welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Wow. What a exhausting convention. I am, I am wiped. Yeah,
0: I know, right? Every what week f- on real nerds podcast, we see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we uncovered Indiana Jones is newest adventure in Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Stay tuned. We will recommend the film or not play the trailer, then spoil the movie. Um, you know, usually we talk about movie news and what we watch throughout the week.
1: But I'm going
0: to change the format this week. <gasps> I know. Don't
1: I don't know if you I can handle this. Me? You're overcomplicating it for me.
0: Um, <laughs> so I-, I thought this week we would um, just recap our time at Denver Fan Expo. That's
1: because, what I was thinking we should do.
0: Wow. Same wavelength.
1: Yeah, because um, there's not really any worthwhile news. Everything's on strike. So yeah, we can talk um, about what we've been watching and then, you know, all the fun we had this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, it's what we do. Let's do it. Um, nice. Brad, do you recommend Indiana Jones and the Dial of
1: Destiny? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fine movie. Um, you know, I'm not someone who hated Crystal Skull. That was another movie that was like, you know i enjoyed seeing indiana jones on the screen again but you know and i appreciate that the 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 plot fits that period of time um but like this one i'm just i'm kind of baffled that this is this if this is really indy's last adventure i'm just kind of disappointed that this is the story they went with um you know so yeah
0: uh I had a lot of fun with this one. I think there's uh some character beats that are really great in it. Um I think the adventure is fun and I saw this in 4DX. Um which when I was in Tennessee, this the 4DX theater there is huge. And um so you know the Denver one has, you know, four seats in each, I guess. Thing that shakes or whatever. Uh, this one does too, but it had like twice as many seats, and the theater there was a regal, but it was really cool. So it had 40x, Rpx, IMAX, and ten other theaters. Um, it me. was right next door to the Grand Ole Opry, and it was like uh, had a cool '90s vibe to it. Uh, it was a really cool theater.
1: Why does uh, Tennessee, who hates liberal Hollywood, have such a fancy-ass theater?
0: I know, right? (laughs) Actually, when I was there, too, uh, totally off topic, and I'll play the trailer after this. So if we ever go to Tennessee, there's a theater there called the Full Moon Theater. And there's two options. You can buy dinner in the movie, or you can just see the movie. And every Friday and Saturday, they show an uh, old horror movie. So this week, or the week I was, yeah, this week when I was out there, um, it was they live and they had a uh, dinner like uh themed to it and then the following week it was jaws and then it was like friday the 13th I'm like that's an awesome idea for a freaking theater
1: um you just described the alibo i don't
0: <laughs> yeah but oh they only show uh old horror movies and it's called um full moon and um, you'd have to see pictures online. It's pretty cool. So and they're they only open on the there. so th-
1: so they're only open on the weekends, basically. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like a Hollywood um, movie Monday through fr- Friday.
0: No, no, it's uh, very niche. Cool. Um. Yeah, but no, I, I I actually had a lot of fun with it. Um. Here's a trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Well, in that case, what are we drinking?
1: Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history.
0: Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? He'll move. I need to get out of here. Stop! Stop. Sorry. Helena! Dr. Jones, get him. Hitler made mistakes. And with this, I will correct them all. You stole it.
1: Then you stole it.
0: And then I stole it.
1: It's called capitalism. This way!
0: Fasten your seatbelt. There might be some
1: tablets. You've taken your chances. Made your mistakes. And now, a final triumph.
0: A few times in my life I've seen things. I've been tortured with voodoo. been shot nine times. Including once by your father. Ah, sorry! But well, I've been looking for this all my life. We open the film, Brad, flashback. Nineteen forty Nazis are losing. <laughs> um <laughs> and they're after um a dial, which supposedly well, is used
1: They're after the Lanceloginous.
0: Pro- oh, that's right. Um So they're after that, and we see Indy is on board a train trying to no, he starts out being captured, um, dressed up as a Nazi. And, uh, him and his compadre, um, are looking for this too. The Nazis, which they are known to do during World War II, would steal art and artifacts for themselves. And, um, we meet Mads, Mickelson's diabolical professor
1: and um you don't, you don't even remember his name do you
0: no i don't yeah me neither <laughs> it's schmidt i do remember it
1: yeah he, he that's his like american name is schmidt but he reveals it's von something later on the movie a completely forgettable sequence
0: um i don't know it was fun um you know I, I thought the uh the de-aging looked pretty good i i didn't really think the de-aging was distracting did you
1: uh there are a couple parts where it kind of got deep fakey but the thing, the thing no one's talking about is that they de-aged Mads Mikkelsen for those sequences too
0: that's Dr. Voller.
1: <laughs> Dr. Voller, yeah so like I didn't even put it together the first time I watched it that he was like oh yeah he they made him look younger younger um as well because everyone's focused on indie um but yeah like you know, his character is also like what 30 years older from the time that the dial quest happens versus the train thing. So,
0: yeah. And, um, so Basil Shaw is Indiana Jones's. I, I don't know if he just, uh, is a coworker or works with him <laughs> or just a friend. Um, I think he's
1: another professor.
0: Yeah. So they're after this. He's captured. Um, so is Indy, but in typical Indiana Jones fashion. He gets out of the situation kind of by dumb luck. Um, and he gets on the train and yeah, they I'm discover sure. the, the dial. And
1: yeah, Go I, ahead. like, I'm not sure why they were like, did they mention that they were after the Lance as well? Cause everyone I just kind of so. happens upon the, uh, arc architecture. Terra, whatever. I can't remember the name of that thing. It's just the dial. The dial. It has a specific name that uh, Archimedes gave it. It's
0: like or something.
1: Yeah, it's like the Arc Terra or something.
0: Yeah, so anyways, uh, they find one half of it. Um, They escape. We flash forward to uh, the day or the parade for the moon landing um with all those
1: i thought it was the return of the astronauts from the moon landing
0: yeah exactly so they're celebrating the ticker tape parade in new york city and
1: anti-kythera that's what it's called
0: yep sounds right
1: sorry keep interrupting
0: (laughs) i know this is your first fucking podcast jesus i'm doing
1: research screw you
0: um Yeah. Oh, you know, we also left out that the Lance was fake. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, we go back to 1969. Um, Indiana Jones now is how old Harrison Ford actually is. He's uh, retiring and he's teaching his last class. I thought it was interesting that now everyone thinks, you know, archaeology is boring uh, because it's cool to go to the moon, uh, which is a really big change from Raider's, where you know all the all the students are female and they all have crushes on him. Um, and there is something uh, different about this indie. He seems a little more weary. Um, he seems a little sad. We also learned that Marion has issued him divorce papers. If you remember back at the end of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they got married, and. Now he got divorce papers. Uh, they don't mention the sun right away, but, Um that comes up a little later. Anyways, while Indy is going to be retired, we do learn that Dr. Voller is now Schmidt, and he helped create the rocket that sent the men to the moon, and he is also tracking down the other half of the dial that was broken in two. And so he is a Nazi in disguise and he has a bunch of people working with him. He's also fooled the United States government in thinking that he needs this stuff, um, which leads them to Indiana Jones's uh, college, where he is keeping it. And we meet um, his goddaughter, who's Basil's father, Helena, and she steals the dial from Indy, and she is not interested in putting it in a museum she is a black market art dealer um but she is uh, a fun character schmidt's henchmen show up kill people rather like cold bloodly cold bloodedly um in the university and you know, Indy doesn't want to get involved, but he does because he doesn't want it to fall into the Nazis hands. And it leads him on another adventure, um, across the world. And I, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. And I, I thought there was some clever, um, callbacks, uh, when he's on the ship and he's talking to Helena about um what happened to his son Mutt and he was killed in Vietnam. I I, dude I like shed a tear. I was like, oh man, that's fucking brutal.
1: There's definitely Um, some good dramatic moments for sure.
0: Uh because Harrison Ford I think is so great in that moment (laughs) because you feel the weight on him. You know what I mean?
1: Well I think one of my favorite lines from the movie is when they're getting away from that ship and like Helena and uh Teddy are like laughing it up and you know Indy's just like what are you doing? My friend was just murdered. <laughs> yeah. Like he's uh definitely not the fun adventurer that he used to be.
0: No, not at all. It, it's uh and when he tells a story to Helena, then you figure, you, you know, you understand why that, um, cause even that moment too, where she says, do you have any regrets or what would you do differently if you could go back in time? And he would, he says, I'd stop my son from going to war. Because then he would, uh, because he would be dead or I forget how it's worded, but it's so blunt and matter of factly, it it, like, it breaks my heart Mm. and, um, and you know, what's going through Indiana Jones is what so many parents went through during Vietnam and anytime there's a war really. And, um, it just really humanized Indiana Jones more uh because when we think of him from Raiders or Temple or even the last crusade and you know kingdom of the crystal skull he's kind of somewhat of a superhero and he's funny um but this one he he's in a different spot and i i actually really applaud the filmmakers for going that route
1: yeah but i just wish it was the beginning of the movie and that he got fun by the end of it cuz by the like the whole movie he really doesn't you know, you'd think that like, first of all, you know, Sala being like, I want to go on adventures again. Then and Indy's being like, nope, you're going to stay here. It was the, like the first like, huh <laughs> poor Sala. Like, but I feel like these uh, older characters, like that's how you would write it is you would start them as like, yeah, they're having a bummer time and then going on an adventure is going to like re- revitalize the youthfulness of them. But yeah, by the end of the movie, Indiana just, Jones pretty much wants to die in, uh, italy yeah end of it like and then you know he has a nice moment with mary at the end but like he's he's i don't get the feeling that he's like man this whole adventure really brought me back to my raiders of the ark days it was more like you know it almost felt like a a concession's prize of like yeah life still sucks but at least i got marion back so
0: (laughs) yeah i think um i I, I mean the way i look at it is the The years of him doing this have caught up to him, and you know that moment uh when you talk about his son was heartbreaking, but there's still lots of fun moments also antonio banderas i guess uh, his new thing is to die in adventure movies <laughs> um
1: <laughs> what's the other one
0: uh uncharted he like dies really oh, that's uh, right, yeah, unceremoniously, <laughs> like i mean, I guess not unceremoniously, but kind of shockingly in that movie as well um
1: yeah that was another one i was like man like <laughs> did this need to be like a star character if he's just gonna get taken out like that i guess i guess it um, helps you care about him quicker but yeah
0: and that and i mean it's shocking and it shows you know the um depth that. and i also like too that uh Maz mickelson's character no matter how uh cold-blooded he seemed he still wasn't smart enough to do anything um like he couldn't understand the language of the dial, so he had to rely on Helena to crack the code, which leads to them escaping from the boat. And even at the end, um, or the climax, I guess, where Indy tells them that uh, they didn't account for the you know the poles or the gravitational stuff. Um,
1: yeah, continental drift, yeah, yeah,
0: there we go and uh so it makes him not the smartest guy and and honestly too when they um
1: well that tracks for all the villains is there's always something that they're they didn't pay attention to you know
0: yeah you're right
1: that bites him in the Uh, ass
0: but i mean i was shocked when they went through the rift and they were back in like you know (laughs) the war i didn't even know what the war is which war they go back to
1: like the siege of syracuse or something but that's another thing where i was like man you could have done any time travel sequence and you picked the Siege of Syracuse. Like, I know it's relevant to the opening of the movie, but it's just, like, cinematically, you know, we've just we've seen so many, like, CGI, Roman, Greek, you know, Wrath of the Titans, <laughs> Clash of the Titans type shit that just didn't feel special. Mm-hmm. You know, what's cool about, like, Back to the Future is, like, they did the smart thing of, like, oh, I can go back into the other movies. And that's what I was saying earlier about, like, if this is really the last, I mean, it probably is at this point, but like, it would have been nice to, you know, take a stroll down memory lane or something. Um, like you, you spent all this time of like de-aging indie, like you could have done sequences, you could have had short round in, in there. Um, you know, you created these a whole new, like so many new characters for some reason, but you know, this Basil Shaw guy could have been, you know, Dr. Ravenwood, you know?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, you know, it would have been nice for Indy to be like the, um, uh, oh my God. James Bond, what's his name?
0: The uh, Daniel Craig?
1: No, the oldest one. Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, like he could have been the Sean Connery role and like, I don't know, the short round could have been like the one who brings all the energy that this movie needs. Um, and friggin' how many like, ch- like vehicle chase sequences were there? There was a point where I was sitting there going like, again, <laughs> <laughs> like another one of these things like yeah it's like horse subway uh car plane i was just like oh my god i think there's like five of them like i i know you can't do like a tom cruise running thing because <laughs> if you so old but <laughs> i don't know there and there wasn't like a, a lot of cool puzzle stuff you know like uh, last crusade
0: yeah like, well that like... was kind of a last crusade thing i mean um, I mean, I guess it, in Raiders, there's that opening trap segment.
1: Yeah. But a lot of the stuff in this is just, uh, you know, to talk to this one guy who can translate it. So it's, you know, I, as an audience person, I want to be able to work out the puzzle myself, you know, a little bit instead of just like going to somebody who can mm-hmm. like translate something and just espouse, it's just a little lazy. Um, just made me less engaged, but yeah, what else? Yeah, I just thought I could, there's a lot of missed opportunities and way too much, um, reliance on this computer generated stuff, you know? Um, when you look at the trailer for Mission Impossible <laughs> compared to this, you're just like, I know he's old, but is there really like no on location things you can actually do? <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I, I get your thing. Uh, me, I'm a little more forgiving. I love the character of Indiana Jones and I thought it was a natural progression for him to be where he's at.
1: Um, oh, I agree. Yeah. Like crotchety old man is a very common thing <laughs> for him to be. Um, that's like when people complain about Luke Skywalker, I'm just like, if you went through what he went through and then just like, like how, how is he supposed to stay optimistic like that long? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he, he, the first order came back, like <laughs> nothing, like, the empire came back. There's like nothing he did mattered in the end. Of, like he should be bummed out. So yeah, but it's just been nice for him to like have some sort of change by the end. Um,
0: uh, I think there is a softer side. You know, when Marion comes back, I-, I do love the. You know, it hurts right here and, uh, things like that. I, I thought was really sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's like when she asked him, like, are you back? I'm like, was he gone? Like, did he check out?
0: Well, she's asking, you know, are you back to being Indiana Jones? Because he was so depressed.
1: And I don't know if, uh, he is back. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the question you need to answer. Cause I mean, you're right. At the end of the Siege of Syracuse, he, um, he wants to stay and he has to be knocked out by Helena to get on the plane so they can get out of there. So I I don't know. I think that's, will always be up for debate.
1: So yeah, you enjoyed it. I I had fun. (laughs) I, I had fun. I just, yeah, there's a little bit of like, man, they could have knocked us out of the park and didn't.
0: So Brad, I would say we had a very successful Denver fan expo.
1: Yeah, that was fun. I, uh, um, saw a lot of we, faces that were astounded by, uh, our blockbuster booth.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I was telling, uh, multiple people, uh, cause a lot of people had asked us where we came up with the idea and I said, well, I came up with the idea that it should be a blockbuster, but then Brad put it all together. He's really the one who does all the work. I'm the, uh, uh, not, I guess just the person who's like, Hey, that'd be cool. Now go do it. Um,
1: the puppet master.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm like Oz, you know, with the great and powerful Oz, um, where it's really just smoke and mirrors. And I just tell people what to do.
1: Well, he was working on um, those levers. So there was some effort on his part.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I helped put it up after it was already built. You're basically like Um, a,
1: a CEO who just, you know, yeah, has ideas (laughs) and just expects other people to do the work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why, that's why I get paid the big bucks. Um,
1: I think my favorite, uh, reaction to the booth was that one dude at the very end of the weekend who had like had his own booth. Um, and came and was like, I don't understand what you guys are doing here. <laughs> <laughs> like, wh- like, what is this? <laughs> He'd be like, "Yeah, oh, we just have this '90s themed blockbuster booth. It's fun." He's like, "But how are you making money at it? I'm like, we're not making money. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: in fact, we're losing a lot of money."
0: Yeah, we lost tons of money that weekend.
1: Um, yeah. he couldn't, he couldn't not understand, like, not everything's capitalism.
0: <laughs> I told uh this one. Uh, young lady who sat down with us her name was Sawyer and she does a Star Wars uh, thing Uh, I can't remember everything she does Uh, she's on the show she'll talk about it Um, but I I told her we gave up making money and getting tons of followers a long time ago Um, it's more about just having fun and meeting new people
1: and entertaining entertaining ourselves
0: yeah. And I, I had a lot of fun this year. And, um, I think we hit the right chord for nostalgia, nostalgia. And it, it, I personally really liked when parents were bringing their kids around and they loved the concept and they had to explain to their kids what blockbuster video was.
1: <laughs> their kids didn't and, care at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. The kids didn't give two flying gas. Just
1: watching their eyes glaze over. Like, can we move on to something else? <laughs>
0: And we're like, you can take uh, some candy. That's when they lit up. And uh, all through the week, we had to explain to people, yes, you can take the big ring pops or the red vines. They're, they're literally not charging for them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I think it because that was that guy I told you people always expect to be constantly be paying for something at the con, you know, and uh, like I, I tell told other people, really, it's just I get to hang out, be at a con. They give us a space for free. Um, it's a, it's an excuse to just hang out around other people like us and it's fun. You know, I, I will say this year they had, um, all their panels were pretty much moderated by the fan expo people. So I wasn't even picked to moderate panels. So it was a lot less stressful for me. Um, I didn't have to run around the con constantly and try to juggle a schedule while them adding more panels to my plate with stuff. I don't know anything about. Um So it's kind of nice just to sit back and interview people and have fun. Did
1: it feel like it flew by faster without that or oh, was it yeah, slower for, for you? Sure.
0: It flew by much faster because I, this sounds weird, but I, not that I get nervous being in front of people, but I have anxiety about being late. So if I knew that I had to moderate a panel, let's say at noon, then all day, every interview, I'd be checking my watch and checking, well, if I leave now, will I get there in enough time? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, So I had that anxiety and I didn't have that anxiety this year.
1: Yeah. If, so, if, yeah. If, I, if I wasn't required to be at the booth, uh, like I would have enjoyed just being able to like stand off the side and just watch people react to it. Like I think that yeah. would have been perfect for me. Um, you know,
0: you always can. <laughs> it, but we were so popular. I mean, and I'm not saying this just to be braggadocious, but we were really popular. This was the first time, honestly, Brad, we had a booth where people were constantly coming to it. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> It was like and, night night and day to last year where um like our booth was pretty much empty all weekend, um yeah, I remember, for
0: some reason it just didn't connect the recording studio
1: um yeah, which now that we have those frames, we can make a way better recording studio that actually the panels stay up, but that's yeah. a, that's something we'll do in the future, hopefully, but um, yeah, there's like um like we're right across from that um. Like media base or something. And then, um, yeah, it's just like, we didn't have like our big name on the, the backdrop. It was, you know, the table. So mm-hmm. it, when you step, step back, it just really didn't look like you could tell what it was. It was just like, here's a bunch of merch and uh, some stuff on a table, you know? Yeah. But the whole, the blockbuster thing, like that's instantly recognizable for a lot of people um and yeah if there was space to stand off this side and watch it <laughs> i would have I, yeah I, I, the foot traffic in front of our like, like not just for us like that whole section that whole pathway was crowded just because this spaces are narrow and uh if you come up from upstairs and try to get across that's probably the best way to do it yeah but
0: and you know that gaming arena that they had directly across from us was always busy um always doing something and yeah it just and our booth just really caught people i mean our booth was so cool we got a byline in westward about it
1: yeah we got um, that's cool um i feel like i've been in westward before for something else but if i haven't i feel like i've checked off a, a bucket list that's yeah well that, we, that's pretty cool how do we, we, we find were in that
0: word for i don't remember what comic-con um but this was the first one where we didn't know and who someone tagged us on instagram and mentioned it and i didn't even know we were in it
1: yeah i don't remember how it came up i mean i think i found it because you told me but yeah i don't uh whoever yeah whoever tagged us on instagram thank you
0: yeah because you don't know we're stupid um because the the guy who did the article he must he was sneaking around the first day um just looking at what's cool so um yeah that was a nice pleasant surprise and all the people that sat down and talked to us we had fun with um and i i loved our concept and i think people really gravitated towards our concept and i uh the fan expo people you were i don't know where you went when you were gone for it wasn't when you went and got more candy it was
1: I think I went to see like a friend's table or something.
0: Yeah, you did something ju- I and mean, you weren't even gone that long, maybe like forty five minutes. But um while you're gone, fan expo people came up and said that, you know, podcasts are a dime a dozen, but you guys have a clear vision and your uh booth it was incredible and it was really nice to hear. Um and, you know, shout out to your dad for helping get that together. Yeah. And Really, really you know the hard of, work you d- you did putting it together it, it 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 paid off it really did
1: yeah um it, you know with those those corner frames now uh you know uh they're they're not something we're gonna throw away so uh it it's, yeah and I was the surprised foundation fact for...
0: we were able to put it up and take it down
1: <laughs> i I love designing things that are lightweight and easy to travel like
0: no that's and you have to for that shit because fuck
1: you know yeah like i it may seem lazy but yeah just looking around at other people's booze and like all the shit they have to carry and transport and just like how heavy it looks i'm just like yeah i would like to innovate. at the end
0: of the day it's usually just you and i
1: so yeah like <laughs> i i want to innovate this to be the most streamlined process possible like and yeah we got in and out so fast like yeah like compared to last year <laughs> we we're like are they ever going to tell us to leave like what's going to happen yeah. and this year you know we we broke that thing down in, like, what, five minutes?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a piece of cake. And um, it might sound like we're just bragging, but I honestly was surprised of the huge positive reaction we got. Not that I didn't think it looked great, but uh, we spent so many years, you know, trying to look cool, and we did all these other things. And for some reason, the little nugget of the uh, idea we had of making it a blockbuster video really resonated
1: yeah Um like for years like the first couple of years when it was denver comic-con like we built our fan base there um but the last you know couple of years obviously even a little bit before covid you know it kind of felt like things were on autopilot and a lot of the people you know that came up with us had moved on uh, mm-hmm. to the things and without like james was really the big like personable person at the booth so not having him around anymore is tough so yeah yeah, like this if yeah, it felt like we we're kind of relevant again. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and I'm excited, you know. There's no guarantee we'll be there next year. It's always up to the fan expo, but uh, you know, we have a lot of cool ideas for you know, it would be easy to just bring it back and do another, you know, ninety four blockbuster. But uh No.
0: no. If I, they only knew what we were doing.
1: <laughs> yep. I I, I don't want to be uh too predictable, so I think yeah, you're going to be surprised how we pivot this one.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun and hopefully yeah. it'll create the same. It'll strike the same, uh, nostalgia, uh, nerve that this one did.
1: Yeah. Real Nerds podcast. We, we see a new new movie each week and occasionally we, uh, revitalize your, 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 uh, we bring back stuff from your past. <laughs> Sweet. Um, We watch things
0: throughout the week in a segment I call what we've been watching.
1: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Brad, anything tickle your fancy this week?
1: Uh, real quick, I guess we should have also said in the last, uh, section, thanks for everyone who did sit down and do interviews. Um, it was a lot, (laughs) uh, and it's going to take a little while to get through them, edit them and put them out. So and, uh, but yeah, I know you're looking for them probably. Uh, I haven't forgot about them. They they will be up. Um, but yeah, thanks for sitting down with us and, uh, in, in, indulging our little rental, uh, charade <laughs> that we did. Um, I wish the prizes could have been cooler, but did you see the booth? It's so expensive looking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think people like the stickers and things like that.
1: Yeah. There's a point where I was like, man, you're kind of just getting the same stuff that's on the table. <laughs>
0: yeah it's but all
1: right anyway um yeah so what did i watch this week
0: yeah
1: um let's see i was going to talk about top and maverick but i think that would be no hard feelings week hang on oh yeah <laughs> uh have you seen hypnotic no so had this get made did an episode on it it's a real it's a robert rodriguez movie with starring ben affleck that came out I think February, maybe March.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I know of it. I did not watch it though.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ben Affleck is a cop, I think. Um, and then he, uh, like runs into this organization of hypnotizers. Um, I don't know if it's like actual hypnotism though. They basically just make you see things that aren't there. Um, that's William Fickner's organization. Um, and that's the trailer. And then I listened to the, um, uh, how this game made podcast and halfway through they reveal that there's a twist in the movie and I haven't seen the movie yet at this point. So I'm like, okay, stop the podcast. I don't want to know what this twist, like, I can't believe there's a, there's like a consequential twist to this movie. Um, and do you want me to spoil it for you? Uh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So halfway through, you find out that um Ben Affleck and Alice Braga, the woman who's, like, leading him on this journey, are also hypnotists of some kind. Uh, like, it's a very loose term for how they, like, approach hypnotism. Anyway, there's, like, this back lot where they have all these, like, wireframe structures of all the stuff you've seen in the movie. So, like, at one point, he goes to a bank, and there's a bank robbery or whatever, and he has to, like, something get something out of a, a safe box, but after the twist they show you that there's this wireframe made out of pipes or whatever of a bank you know um so um basically he she and him have th- this this power uh to make other people see things that they want them to see and they they have this daughter that is the most powerful of them all and they don't want this agency getting a hold of her and you know weaponizing her so they've Devise this elaborate plan to create layer upon layer of basically the matrix against, uh, this agency and that, and, and themselves. Like they've hypnotized themselves into forgetting that they have these powers, uh, to protect their daughter. Um, I
0: don't even know what the fuck you're saying.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, it's so I mean, convoluted. I'm explaining
0: it poorly. I just, I'm trying to follow what you're telling me and I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I I'm having trouble remembering because it it I I watched it all the way through and then I rewatched some of it just because like I didn't get it the first time like what is going on and then I listened to that podcast afterwards to help me try to help me explain it. There really I don't think there really is no way of understanding. I'm just like surprised that like the caliber of talent in this movie um between Robert Rodriguez and then the actors. I'm just like who read this script and was like. <laughs> Let's do this. Like this makes sense. Um it is so hard to follow um and baffling to watch. Um there's one point where like they go track down this person. Uh God, who was it? Oh, it was um God, what's his name? Rorschach from Watchmen.
0: Uh Jack A. Earl Haley.
1: Yeah. They go find this guy that they know. Uh, who looks like Jackie Earl Haley and he has like a caretaker um, and Alice Braga like makes him think that she's like stowed away in this closet but it's like how did she do that without getting in the building I don't yeah um, and it turns out that Jackie Earl Haley is William Fickner's character projecting like a mask on himself. Like, so it's like, why did he, if he's trying to stop Ben Affleck, why doesn't he just kill Ben Affleck? And like, uh, like, why have this whole scene where he's pretending to this other guy? Like, he could just be like, Oh, I'm wearing a mask and Ben Affleck thinks Ben Affleck thinks I'm another guy, so I could just kill him right now and he'd be surprised. But no, he, he, he pretends to be the other guy for like 20 minutes. Um, hmm. yeah, it's so. I'm like, this You're is explaining
0: a- that to me. Uh Do you remember in, I can't remember what Austin Powers is. I think it's the second one where he's, you know, he's telling Dr. Evil, he says, you know what? If you have the power to go back in time, why don't you just kill him when he's a baby? Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> and Dr. Evil says, you just don't get it. Do you, Scott? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, what I had in my mind. Like, if you could kill him so soon, you know, why are you explaining things to him?
1: yeah and also so like the agency that does the symbolism thing there's like a there's like this play that they act out they make it seem like they've done it maybe 20 30 times um and so there's like this repeating sequence of events um to get everyone back into remembering things and like part of that sequence of events is that when ben affleck comes out of his therapy session walks out the door and like steps on a cockroach it's like a pen cap i think in real life uh, but it's like, so you have to do that whole stepping on the cockroach thing like every time? Like, how does that like add to your plan? I don't, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you've seen the movie, yeah, you'd be like, why, why are you doing this sequence over and over again? Like, I don't know. I know
0: it was at the Alamo for a few weeks and then it, is it on Hulu now or something?
1: Uh, I actually just rented out of Redbox because I was like, mm. I can't wait for this to be on streaming. I I gotta find out what this twist is. You know, it's a movie where I like. I saw the trailer back when it came out. I was like, <laughs> it doesn't look great, but I'll give it a shot. And then when I heard like it has layers upon yeah. layers, like I was like, I I gotta know. So yeah, I did a red box. I paid like six bucks for it. Hmm. Didn't realize I could not do four K. <laughs> <to laughs> save a dollar. It's been fine, but yeah. So yeah, hypnotic. It's if you want to be a. Uh, baffled in, like, a B-movie kind of way. Um, Give it a shot. Nice. Um, Uh, Yeah,
0: what'd you watch? uh, You know, I've been traveling all week and with Fan Expo this week. Um, The only thing I've watched is my kid wanted to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark again before he went and saw the new Indiana Jones. So... Uh, yeah, I watched one of the greatest, you know, adventure movies of all time. It's still fantastic. I still love that movie. Um, my boy loves the part where he's fighting the Nazis on the, um, truck, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I watched this week. Did Um, the
1: face melting freak him out?
0: Uh, no, he thinks it's
1: cool. Uh, he's pointing and laughing the whole time. Like, ah, Nazis. yeah, he's like,
0: ah, those Nazi fascist fucks get what they deserve. I was like, whoa, Galen. <laughs> Way to hit it, hit it right on the head. Good job, buddy. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll let you have that one. Yeah. Actually, that, that reminds me from earlier. I meant to say, like, I did think it was cool that, uh, Voller's motivation was that he did, he did, uh, believe in the Nazi plan. He just thought Hitler sucked. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a yeah, fun twist on like that
0: one, uh, Bellman. He said, uh, you didn't win the war. Hitler lost it. Um,
1: yeah, that, that was a fun twist on the whole, you know, he's not out to support Hitler. He's like, I agree with his ideas. I just don't think yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the right leader for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah, that, that's really all I watched this week. Cool. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned next week. I- I'm changing it up, Brad. You know, we haven't done a comedy in a long time, so I threw a curveball and said, No Hard Feelings will be our film of the week. Um,
1: That's cool. I could use a laugh.
0: Yeah. Uh Thanks for everybody, again, who stopped by our booth and made us have so much content that we actually ran out of power at our booth. That's um, right, yeah. To record. So we appreciate it. They are coming, and...
1: We'll what see if, you at the movies. Whatever happened to those guys who were going to do that Jurassic Park thing?
0: <laughs> yeah, they never came back.
1: Oh, that's a bummer. I was super excited for that.
0: Yeah, my only guess is they might have got busy too.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yep. See you at the movies. Bye. <laughs> Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.